Hey, men, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of your hosts of the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Aloha. There's some Hawaiian. I got yeah. that one this time. I was on it. I was ready for your whatever, and you there it is. studied a little bit. I, just, I took it easy on you, though. Yeah, that one was, I got that one. And uh, hey, we've got a guest back. In fact, he's not really a guest. You guys know him. He's uh, a regular on the show. Uh, we've got Brandon Meller back in studio with us. Hello. Is that a, is that a good intro? Hello? That's, I, I mean, mean it's, that's kind of boring now. It's pretty simple. But I don't want to take Kellen's, you know, that's your thing. I'm, you know, I mean, you I'm not here it. to step on any toes. No. Well, I got made fun of enough, and I think you were part of it. That maybe my, a little bit, yeah. My intros were just basic, and it was the same thing over. Yo, and over yo, and over hey, again. hey, hey. That's that's Fat Albert again. Yeah. You got <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Well, so thanks for having me back. Yeah, glad yeah, to be here. and you've been busy, Brandon. Brandon, if you guys don't know, works at our church here in Elisa Viejo Compass Bible Church. He's our director of uh, of marketing and communication. Is that an accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting time to be doing that role in the last right. several months since everything has happened with the COVID crisis, and so. Uh, but I'm grateful I get to do it at a church, work here, and yeah, we've just been, you know, you convert your entire church to digital and online, there's a lot to do. And yes. uh, I'm just grateful yeah. that we have technology, grateful we have podcasts and video and all the different ways to reach people and just to stay connected, so grateful for that. Right. Yeah, it's easy to get dragged down by everything going on, and uh, if you guys have been on the news or just paying attention to the developments in, in the whole COVID crisis or whatever, it's it's easy for us to lose sight of our relationship with Christ. And that's actually what we're here to talk about on this episode is uh, just stirring up our affections for Christ and our love for Jesus. And that phrase, to have your, your affections stirred up for Christ, it's something that I first encountered uh, listening to uh, to a sermon years ago from uh, from Matt Chandler as he was preaching out of the book of Philippians, he was talking about the the things that that need to stir up our love for Jesus. And uh, if you go to, to for instance John fourteen, um, John fourteen, Jesus is talking about our love for Him in relation to our our obedience to Him. And uh, a lot of times we as men can get focused in on the obedience. We can get focused in on the manifestation of our love and think that that's where we need to focus our efforts and our intentions. But what's interesting in John 14 is our love for Christ produces the the obedience, our love for the Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Then you go to John 15 and Jesus is talking about if you abide in me, he says, I am the true vine. Every branch that abides in me will bear much fruit. So again, therein, it, it's, uh, we need to have that relationship with Jesus. Uh, and maybe that's a little bit fuzzy and squishy for us as men. We don't often talk about our relationship with Jesus, our love for Jesus, our affections for Jesus. But uh, that's kind of what we want to address today in this episode, uh, what Kellen and I and Brandon are going to be uh, talking about here. And uh, just that question, and it's kind of become something that my wife and I use quite often with each other is, hey, what, what's been stirring your affections for Christ recently? Um, and so that's what we want to talk to you guys about, some things that for us personally stir our affections for Christ, and, uh, and hopefully you guys can think about some things as well. And then also, what are some things that, uh, that rob us of that love for Christ? So, uh, Brandon, how about you kick us off? Maybe give us something that, that you find is, is uh, something that you want more of in your life because it stirs your affections for Christ. Yeah, you know, I... You know, I think I think worship music is something that, and I'm, I'm sure you guys agree, is something that you know kind of can stir you up. And for me, I'm, I'm not an overly emotional kind of guy, um, but I know there's been times, and honestly, it's happening recently, uh, where I can even think at the exact moment when these when these few few inches happen, where 
again, going back to we've converted for the time being to an all digital church. We're producing sermons and recording them and filming them and sending them out. And there's a couple things that have come from that. In addition to that, the worship music. So our worship team led by Joseph Lopez creates these worship videos, whether in a house or they get together one by one, we film them individually and put it all together. Well, I'm kind of the last like person that presses the button to send it out. And there's been times where I've been in my office here at church alone and just kind of blaring the worship music to myself as I'm like kind of listening through before we send it out. And I find myself getting emotional about it. I mean, it just, and I think it's just that it's a different setting. I'm not saying, you know, of course, would love to be with my church family singing you know, praises to God in the church. But in that moment where I'm just kind of doing that behind the scenes and I just, I, I kind of struck me, it struck me. I'm like, wow, right. like that really hit. And then I send it out and then I drive home at the end of the day and I'm blaring it in my speakers in the car on the right on the right home, you know? So it's just one of those things where I recently have been very struck by, you know, by that and how much it has been uh, just something that's been great for me in, in, in my life. And then uh, there's some other aspects of it too and grateful for my job where every time I, I do send out, um, you know, whether it's posting one of your sermons from the college ministry or men's Bible study, uh, our, our Pastor Mike Fabar is our senior pastor here at our church, posting those videos and knowing that people are going to see these and it's going to impact them. You know, that... Yeah, I feel yeah, it. I feel increases it. Increases your love. So yeah. it definitely does. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, it's interesting. We are across the board, and it, it, no matter what culture you go to, I can't think of a culture that doesn't have a form of music, right? right. I mean, God has created us as a people that uh, that resonate with music, and we have redeemed that as followers of Christ to put out worship music, music that leads us to think right thoughts about God and, and true thoughts about God. And yeah, when you find, you know, a song or a group or an artist or a band that just is, is good at doing that and then also good at putting out, you know, the quality music side of it too. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It, it can get you fired up and really impact your, your love for Christ for sure. Kellen, how about you? For me, it's, it's pointing people back to Christ. Um, in, even in the midst of all this, it's it's easy to sort of zone in on one specific issue that's going on and take our, our eyes off of the big main issue, which is Christ. So and how I would categorize that specifically for this one is evangelism. And that just gets me so excited to be able to go out and share Christ. And especially when you're able to share Christ with someone who hasn't really thought too deeply about, you know, why are we here? What's the purpose of life? And what, what's, what's the reason that I'm breathing today? Um, is there a purpose behind it? And there is. And so to be able to share Christ with people and help them understand that, you know, this, this life is broken. This life was not meant to be perfect and that, that perfect, Per perfection of life that we long for is in heaven uh, and how God is is constantly showing up in our lives. And so being able to do that from an evangelism standpoint is, is great uh, because you, you either open people's eyes and sometimes you might even get rejected, but that's okay too. And First uh, Peter 4, 14 reminds me that it says, if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory and God rest upon you. So even for me, like there, a lot of times you're going to get rejected, people are going to stiff arm you, but there's this feeling of joy. It's like, you know what? I just planted a seed and I'm, 
the seed might not be ready for harvest just yet, but maybe, you know, a week later, a year later, 10 years later, that person remembers that conversation and God continues to work on their heart. And then before you know it, um, they could be saved uh, by somebody else finally watering that seed and then God pro, um, providing the growth there. So right. evangelism is, is a huge thing that stirs my affection. Right. Yeah. And what's so great about evangelism too, man, if, if you, that's something that you just haven't done much of, uh, or maybe just haven't done much of recently, I would encourage you to, to, to take the opportunity. I mean, right now is a, is a golden opportunity. The platform is there. The harvest is, is white. I mean, people need hope. And when you start to just take that step of faith and start sharing your faith, you start telling people about the good news of faith in Jesus Christ, it's amazing how encouraging that can be to your own relationship with the Lord. Number one, when they may object and throw this excuse or that excuse or this uh, this argument against Christianity or that argument against Christianity, it's encouraging for you to be able to step back and say, okay, God, you have answers for all these things. Mm-hmm. And it strengthens your faith that way. But you know, the most encouraging thing for sure, Kellen, like you were saying, is when you see somebody repent and put their faith in Christ. Right. And you recognize, wow, God, that was amazing that you used me as a part of that because yeah. we're just the we're the mouthpiece. God is the, the the power behind that to regenerate and to save people. So yeah, certainly seeing lost saved, man, that's got to fire you up for Christ. That's yeah. got to get you excited about Jesus. One of the things for me, uh, you know, as, as a pastor, but even before I went into pastoral ministry, that always got me uh, excited about Jesus and uh, fired up for Christ is retreats. Uh, I love, especially men's retreats. I don't know what it is, you know, I mean, we're all men listening to this, except for a few of our wives that probably tune in from time to time as well. <laughs> but like, let's just face it. We talked about worship music at the beginning. There's nothing that beats a room full of men just Sing. singing praise to the Lord, right? Yeah. Like talk about getting fired up for Christ. That's what I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, let's put on the spiritual armor. Let's take up the sword of the spirit and let's brave heart into this world and go <laughs> after it, right? I mean, that's so impactful. But then on top of that, when you get somebody that's up there, you know, that's that's preaching, you know, messages driven at men to a group of men who are away from work, away from social media, away from all the distractions in life and just focused on being there, you know, you you just get those rich conversations, you get the accountability, you get the uh, the fellowship together, the encouragement together. I love retreats. In fact, I can't wait to get back on another one. Um, it's just, it's something that is such a breath of fresh air into my life as far as my, my walk with Christ. Yeah, and it's almost... It, it, it sort of is a reset for you because you, you get away from the normal day-to-day tasks that tend to you know send our minds elsewhere, whether it be job, whether it be just tasks that we have to do around the house or around the area. Um, you, you get away and you just get with men. You get the reset. And I know for me, when I've gone on these retreats, I come back just yeah more fired up to you know just pour into my family, pour into my my friends, my the people that are around me, and uh, just be plugged in even more. And so those retreats are great for many reasons. Yeah. And the singing is awesome too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Brandon, what else? Yeah. I think, you know, if, if you are, you know, if you're married, if you have kids, I mean, those are things, I think, I mean, we're all in that same boat here. You know, those are things where, you know, finding that, that joy in your family, seeing, you know, the blessings of Christ, you know, of, of what God has provided for you with a wife, with kids. I mean, you know, we look, we, as my kids get older, we look all the time at old photos of them. They pop up on our little screen that we have in our house and you just kind of sit there and you're like, man, remember when they were that age? And, and you just remember these memories. And I mean, those are gifts, you know, and it's just, uh, what a blessing to have that. I know that that stirs an emotion as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, uh, if, if you men are out there are married to a, a woman who's a believer in Christ, right? Like her seeing her faith 
can spur you on in your love for Jesus, right? And having her encourage you and knowing that she's praying for you and knowing that she uh, is loving you like uh, like a wife is, is called in Scripture to, to love you. I mean, those are things that are, uh, yeah, they're, they're good for your marriage, but they're also good for your walk with the Lord. Um, being able to teach your children things about Jesus and seeing them begin to learn things about Jesus uh, is just exciting. Like uh, at our church, we do Awana, and Awana just wrapped up uh, here a couple weeks ago, but uh, my one of my sons just had his last Zoom meeting. My, my four-year-old just had his last Zoom meeting for Awana uh, last night, and I was just sitting there listening to him talk to his four-year-old friends on Zoom with his leader there and just encouraged by the fact that we're at a church where my kids are being taught the word by people that love Jesus, and that makes me you know, love Jesus more as well at the same time. Is that weird that I, because Bryce was on that same call and I was doing the same thing, kind of creeping in the background, like, hey, what are they saying? Oh, yeah. they're, they're playing like, you know, hide and go see, or what, it was like they're a scavenger, a scavenger hunt. hunt or something like and that. And I was yeah. like helping them. I'm like, hey, hey Bryce, I got you. Let me, yeah. let me help out here. So <laughs> Yeah, scoot over there. There's an adult here. Let me help out with this. Like, man, Bryce is really good. Yeah. yeah. Kellen, this isn't for you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. I, was, I, was, I was taking notes. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to. No. I didn't get to do a one-on-one. Well, yeah, so when you, when you see your kids, when you see your kids exhibiting, you know, the, the, you know, Christ-like traits and, and, and doing things, you know, that, that they're being raised up and trained to do if, if you live in a godly home and the Bible is central. I mean, that, I mean, come on. Right. What's better than that? Right. So cool. So cool. Right. You know, there's other things that can stir your affection for Christ too, like a cup of coffee, right? Yes. Like you can, you can enjoy a cup of coffee and love Jesus more as a result, right? I mean, that's what Paul tells us to First Corinthians 10, 31, whether you eat or drink, drink do everything for the glory of God. That's right. <laughs> and so I, I don't think we're abusing that to, to extrapolate that out to say, man, if I, if I have a good cup of coffee that I'm just savoring, mm. man, that should stir my affections for Jesus, right? Mm. Going to the beach, right? Should stir your affections for Jesus yeah. to step back and look at the creation before yeah. you and say, wow, man, this is amazing. God, yeah. you created all this to display your beauty. All right. You made all of this so that I would stand here on this beach and be like, God, you are amazing. Right, yeah. And I am tiny, right? right? Like that should stir our affections for yeah. Christ. Yeah. I mean, we just experienced that, that bioluminescence out here in Southern California at the ocean oh, yeah. where you go down and at nighttime you see the, 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 waves light up in neon and you're just like, what? No, no person could make that, you know, no, no human being is, right. is doing that, right. you know, and, and to just be struck in awe of that is, is awesome. Right. Kellen, how about you? Maybe one more. I would say small groups. So here we call them small groups, depending on your church, uh, you might have a different name for them. So we also, um, know know them here as home fellowship groups but being able to you know take we have our, our main service but then also being able to get together as families um, and you know you might have anywhere from five to to ten families in a small group but those are the ones that you you, you do life with so to speak and uh, you, you're meeting every week you're talking about the sermon you're getting to know you know the kids and the situations that they have going on and there's there's accountability there because I think a lot of times you know when we are, are in the, our big congregation then it's easy to come and go and not have any accountability but when you get in these small groups and you know uh, we just met this this is Friday but that we're doing this but we just met this morning with our, our men's Bible study small group and it was just so great because it was the first time we got to meet together in person uh, and then just the accountability and the, the fellowship that you have with other brothers in Christ is just awesome and it just gets you you know excited about it and it's you know we start at 6 30 in the morning this I look forward to waking up early and going to see my my fellow brothers in Christ and within my small group that know so much about me um, and can hold me accountable uh, it's just a great feeling to have 
Did you, your Christianese level was so strong there when you said we do life together with mm, these people. I like that. That's like off the charts on the Christianese. Good. Like that's one that everybody goes, mm, mm. Yeah. right? It's like that, <laughs> makes that mm, noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five years ago, yeah. I would have no idea what that meant. Right. Right. Do life. Right. Do life? Like, what do we do? What, what do you mean? What, 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 what do I buy life What at? am I right. doing? Right. Am I not doing Is that a board game? Yeah. Who's... Anyways, if you guys are listening to this and you're an unbeliever, you're like, dude, I'm resonating right now because I have no idea what you guys are talking about when you're talking about doing life. Hey, but we love you and we want you to love Jesus. Um, Those of you guys that are believers, you you guys probably did the mm or nodded your head as Kellen was saying, do life together, didn't you? You did. Don't lie. Don't lie. These are all good things, right? And and back to that that opening uh, where I got this from, Chandler's point in that was we need to fill our lives with more of this stuff that causes us to love Jesus more, Right. So uh, there are other things, by implication, that can rob, right, our affections for Christ. In fact, the writer of Hebrews talks about that in Hebrews chapter 12 when he says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. So there, the writer of Hebrews is talking about their sins, which we all get that, right? We need to put sin out of our life, put it off. We don't need to be entertaining sin in our life. But the writer of Hebrews says there's also weights which can slow us down. And these are the things that maybe we can spend a little bit of time talking about as well here. What are some of the things that rob our affections for Christ? And maybe it's not that they're sinful, that you couldn't stand up and preach a sermon that says the word of God says, don't do this or do this. But these are still things that, that sap our joy in our walk with the Lord, that, that can distract us from loving Jesus, distract us from our relationship with Jesus. So uh, what are some things out there that maybe we would say, yeah, this robs my affections for Christ? Yeah, I, you know, I, th- I think one of the easiest answers is some, you know, social media. I, I think we can all agree on that. Things that can kind of, kind of draw your attention away. And that's away. from our director that's right. of communication uh, and marketing. That's right. That's right. That's from our yeah. director of social no, media here. No, at the I, I, I am on record as saying social media is the worst thing ever, but it's also one of the best things ever. So I don't know how we're going to walk that fine line there, but it's, it's a, it's a dangerous, uh, dangerous, but also beneficial thing. Uh, you know, the very first episode of the Quality Manhood Podcast, September seventeenth, two thousand nineteen, how to redeem the Today. dead air in your life. Right. I think that's something that even since that since that initial podcast to this one is still a thing it's still a big deal right and that's exactly what we're talking about right now with some of the stuff where it is it's drawing your you know a uh, uh, rob you of that affection for Christ and it can be such a black hole right it can be right. such a a time warp a time suck it can be something that can just pull you in and maybe if you're just kind of casually reading it you know in some off time or listening to something whatever it may be I know I personally especially now with what's going on I, I may put the phone down and I find myself in a bad mood yeah you know right and it's after. like you forget the things, everything we just talked about, there's that temporary moment where you don't forget, you don't remember any of that stuff. Right. And that is one of my biggest things I'm trying so hard recently to work on with all that's going on. It's all bad, bad, bad. And yes, we need to be aware of what's going on in the world. And social media does that, it allows us to be connected and to see what's happening and to get outside our little community and, and understand what's happening in the world. But if you're taking that and then allowing it to affect your relationships with your wife or your kids or, your, or your, you, 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 know, you snip at them because you're in a bad mood because you just saw or read something you disagree with, you know, that is a serious problem. And I know I, I deal with that all the time. I, I have to really manage my emotions and, and, and kind of watch how I feel after I'm, I'm kind of digesting a lot of this stuff. And, and it's hard. It's hard to put it down and to not be in tune with that stuff because you want to know what's going on, but don't let it bleed into affecting your, you know, your affection for Christ and, and what's going on in, in your life. Yeah, and you'll have people, and this is not that, Again, you, you said it at the beginning of, you know, it, it's, it could be the worst thing. It could be a really good thing for us. And, yeah, I think when, we, when we're when we talking about 
what robs you is when it sucks you into a black hole. But at the same time, it's like this also gives us opportunities to to stay in the know. And if we can use social media and the news, politics, whatever it might be, especially in current situation where there's that's pretty much all that's on TV, use that to be a means to an end, and it could turn into a positive thing for us. But if it just stops there at social media at YouTube and we just get lost in there, then that's where it becomes a problem. But definitely stay abreast to what's going on and use that to get to gospel conversations is the way that it, it should be used. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think another thing that social media often leads to or or compliments, um, if we want to put it that way, is just the news, right? Yeah. I mean, especially right now, it's it can be just it can just be depressing. Yeah. You open up the the news side of the news page or whatever, and it's like, where is like the whole John Krasinski some good news thing that he was putting out there? <laughs> yeah. The reason that took off is because there isn't any good There's news, not. right? Yeah. And I made the mistake last night. I was getting ready for bed or whatever, and I grabbed my phone and I last thing I did almost before going to bed, I opened up to the news sites and like I, it kept me up. Like yeah. I was up until one thirty last night because I was like my mind was just racing to all of the stuff that's going on, all the junk that's going on and, and everything else. And it's just, you know, that can rob our affections for Christ. It can distract us. It can get our eyes off of the sovereignty of God. Does that mean that we don't need to, to pay attention to what's going on like you guys were talking about? No, of course we do. We need to, to be up to date on that and we need to, to pay attention. We need to know what's going on in the world. But we need to to pick and choose our timing on when we're going to engage with that stuff so that we can do it in a way that's not going to you know spiral out of control or you know become something that's that's going to get our eyes off Christ. So yeah, the news is is not good. How about this one? How about sports? And right now, I mean, obviously sports what's, aren't what sports. Yeah. 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 Is that a thing? <laughs> uh, that's not something that's distracting us too much, but I know for me in the past as a as a diehard baseball fan of a team that is not as good as I would like it to be. Um, man, sometimes that, like, Brandon, you were saying, you put your phone down and you're upset. Sometimes right. I, I finish watching a, a Rangers baseball game and I'm, like, oh, yeah. physically, like, altered by that game, right? And, and that's that's horrible, right? That's that's just wrong. We yeah. shouldn't be impacted by a game. And if there's one thing that the, the pandemic has shown me is I can live without baseball. Sure. Right, right. Um, yeah. Which uh, I guess I knew in the back of my mind, but now I, I <laughs> see it's for It's improving. Right. Well, yeah, I think all. I mean, also, we're, we're we're somehow we're still alive, right? Without sports happening right now, we we've we've made it. I mean, we're here, you know. But I, I'm the same way. I mean, there was times, you know, growing up and, and being obsessed with college football and Florida State, you know, uh, you know, football and the sports. I mean, man, my dad would be ruined if something if something happened to the team, or you know, even just recently, there were some guys in the news for something, and I'm like, ah, I'm like that's bugging me, you know. I'm like, why? Why is it bugging me? Why? Right. Why? Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's all perspective. In remembering that from a news station to sports station to any team, like that's their goal. They want you to feel like you can't live without them. Like everything right. is breaking news. Everything is a headline. It's like, you, you got to see this. You, you got to come back to watch this. And so not getting sucked into that trap of like, okay, yeah, I'll be okay if the Cowboys don't win. It hurts. And it happens more often than I would like. Yeah, we've had a lot of practice being okay yeah, if the Cowboys I, don't I win. Be, I should be a lot better than I am. But, uh, <laughs> but still. Yeah. So here's the, here's the bottom line, guys. These things, and, and maybe you're thinking of some other things that for you rob your affections for Christ. Um, the, the message is, as much as we would say, take those things that do stir your affection for Christ and put more in your life. We would say the things that rob your affections for Christ, get them out of your life. You know, if you need to fast from social media, if you need to get rid of 
your social media accounts for a while, do it. Get rid of them. The world is going to continue to revolve if you don't like that Facebook post. The world is going to continue to revolve if you don't send that tweet, right? Put it down. Get rid of it. Get off of it. If it's the news, take a break for a while, right? Ask one of your buddies to just give you the highlights. Like if, if there's a nuclear missile coming at our continent, just ask him to send you a text and say, hey, dude, you may want to take cover. Give me a heads up, please. Right. Just let me know on that one. But, you know, we laugh at that, but these are the weights that slow us down that the writer of Hebrews is talking about. And the most important thing is not you being able to, to talk about the latest headline at the water cooler. The most important thing in your life is your relationship with Jesus, is you loving Jesus. And so we want to see you strive to love him more. Uh, guys, that's really what this whole podcast, all, every episode, that's what our goal is in this, is to get you to to love Jesus more, to help you love Jesus more, to help you become more dedicated and devoter, devoted followers of Christ. Uh, that's what quality manhood is all about right there, is being a, a dedicated and devoted follower of Christ. Um, it's not about flannel shirts and axes and hatchets and camping and beards and everything else like that. Those are all great, but that's just that's just eye candy. The, the substance there, right, is your relationship with Jesus. So men, we're going to be praying that this week you continue to strive and excel and grow in your affection and love for Jesus.